Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Bat Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond, a Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh... So cool. Tonight's episode is Trial, directed by Dan Reba. Story by Paul Dini and Bruce W. Tim. Teleplay by Paul Dini. Steve, uh, what does Bruce W. Tim? What does the W stand for? Um, we've discussed this. Before. We have, and I forgot already. Wayne. Walter. 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 Just remember, like Walter White. I, that's how I did mm. it. This episode came out on May 16th, 1994. And this week's villains are... Uh-oh! We're in trouble! It seems like it is the entire A-list rogues gallery. Joker, Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, the Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy, the Riddler, the Scarecrow, Two-Face, and the Ventriloquist. I kind of felt like the DA was kind of a villain, but she, you know, Janet Van Dorn. Or I thought she's the protagonist, honestly. Well, the protagonist can be a villain. How is that the case? Well, you could have a, yeah, I guess you're saying the antagonist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the villain the I would say is generally an antagonist. I think you you might want to say like a reluctant well, hero like Tony or Soprano, an anti-hero. Was Tony Soprano? You know, is he's like a villain? I would say he's a villain. In his actions, but he is an anti-hero in the story. Well, he's a villain who's the protagonist of the story. Which makes him an anti-hero. All I gotta say is that sometimes there are villains that are the protagonists. But in, in the general jo- story structure of things... It's a protagonist and somebody that you want to like and you want to root for. And even if it's a bad person... You, you find the good qualities of that bad person. You're like, okay, you know, I hope he still survives because, you know, after all that crap that he's done, you know, he's still protecting his whatever or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, in this world, you just have to sacrifice some morality. And it's a, those are the gray areas. But then there are people that are actual villains of a story. I, uh, you know, I guess that's not the common thing, but I'm just no. saying it happens. So it's like semantics, right? But I'm going to continue with it because I want Whatever. To. So, okay. um... So I would say, what if you have a villain? What's the other side of that coin usually, like comic book wise, especially since we're dealing with comic books here? Yeah, I mean a hero and a villain. A hero, that's right. So usually, a villain is a a role given to the antagonist. I agree with that absolutely. And I can say yes, you can have characters that are villains, but in the story in which they're a villain is also the protagonist. My understanding is they tend to then get the terminology of anti-hero because they are against being a hero, hence being a villain. But since they are the protagonist of the story, 
They are no longer the villain of the story, right? So they are the anti-hero of the story. I, so for things okay, like we can go back and forth, but I mean, so that's if you go to Thanos makes... Quest, for instance, Thanos Quest, okay, it's a great series, right? I think it's six uh, six comics, and um, it, it's a great series that takes place before Infinity Gauntlet in the Marvel universe in the Marvel comics. Uh, okay, I haven't six. read it. It's great. Thanos Quest is when he actually gets the stones, but the entire story is watching Thanos go around and essentially outsmart all these different Celestials to get the stones. And he is being a villain the whole time as he's doing it, but he uh -huh. is the story's protagonist, so he yeah, is an anti-hero. Yeah, so that's anti -hero. not an anti-hero. So he's an anti-hero. In, in you know, I guess it just depends on... Uh, Who are we saying is the anti-hero or the villain of Trial? I forgot. <laughs> I don't remember what we were arguing about either. So that's why it's where like, did we start with that? What was that? Just semantics about I know, but where did it start? Where who's the oh, villain of Janet the... Van Dorn? I said Oh you was... said yeah, she's not the villain at all of this story. <laughs> you know, so but no, she is a villain and then that's why they she it starts out where she's chasing down Batman and saying that Batman's a scourge. So that's like saying like Gordon's the villain at the beginning of the Batman story when he's like figuring out who Batman is, he's not trusting of him yet. Well, in the beginning of a story, yeah, the police were a villain to Batman. Janet Van Dorn has been in only one other episode, Shadow of the Bat, oh, like I'm part saying, one. It's a structure of a story. It's like, I don't understand here. <laughs> like, yeah, so it's called character development. But yeah, the person fucking was in this episode. She's She starts out, and for the bulk of it, she's the villain, even when she's trying to... No, uh, she's a hero with an arc. That's all it is. She just starts in one place and ends in another. Uh, whatever. No, Batman is a hero. <laughs> yes. Batman, the animated series. But, but she, Janet she Van Dorn is, is the main character of this episode. She has uh, character development. She's the main she's... character of the episode. Like Sideshow before it and like a bullet for Bullock before it. Sideshow was about Killer Croc. Batman was in it. A bullet for Bullock was for Harvey Bullock, but Batman was in it. And Trial is about Janet Van Dorn and Batman's no, in I it. No, I disagree. I disagree. It, 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 this is definitely more on the so. psyche of Batman. I mean, this is this is focused on Batman. This is Batman's story, even if it's not about like all the other ones were like about those other characters. There's some character development with Janet Van Dorn where she's like, you know what? I still uh, want to get rid of you. Is the end of the story? She's like, you no, know she what? isn't. You're At good... the end, she goes, I I realize why we need you. Yeah, but I still want to get rid of you, is what she said. And he's no, like, she yeah, wants to I get rid too. of him by making a better city so he doesn't have to exist. Yeah, she doesn't like him. She wants to get oh, rid Jesus of him. Oh, Jesus Christ. Batman wants the same thing, Steve. Batman wants yeah, to end his yeah, reign by having to like hang too, up his cape and cowl. suicidal. Batman is suicidal. You're saying Batman's going to ride or die? Yeah, he's going to ride or no, die. No, he wants to hang up his cape and cowl someday. No, he doesn't. He, he doesn't want to hang he up really his cape He really doesn't. You know why? He's addicted to punching people in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Well, back to this episode. It's Wikipedia. Wikipedia says, Gotham's new DA, Janet Van Dorn, is out to capture Batman, but both she and him end up captured by some of Batman's main enemies instead. And there is a... You can, I just looked up... You can have villain protagonists. I just was looking it up. Um, oh, you looked it up on the Google. Google and it just told you uh -huh. that? Someone has an uh -huh. article out there about that? I, uh -huh. I, I'm surprised. I'm absolutely <laughs> surprised right now. 
I wonder if there's so articles out there about anti-heroes that say things that I am believing. Oh yeah, it does say you know it's a central character in a story movie who lacks conventional heroic attributes. But I, I, I'm not saying that she's Jet Van Horden is a is an anti-hero. I think she was more of the villain. She's a the, hero because she's doing the DA's work. Right, she's doing no, the public the servant. Are bad. She's a public I, servant. I, I can't believe you think the police are good. You know, the police are are bad people. I'll they tell you what, they hate if they Batman. mishandle really their wanted. evidence. If they mishandle their evidence or their uh, subjects, things there's only can go like bad. one or two police officers that trust Batman, and it's like Batman slowly gains the the trust of them. But if there's if there's anybody that says, hey, let's get him, capture him, they'll all go after him. It's only Gordon. Who's the other the one? one? Yeah, who's him. the other one? Renee. I guess Renee, or there was like the the old mayor, maybe. I think maybe the mayor liked him. I forget. Yeah, but, uh, I th- uh, yeah. I, I the mayor cares more about his child. Okay, Jordan. You know, so I I I feel like the police are painted in terms in, in terms of Batman's you know relationship in not the most friendly of ways. They think he's a vigilante, and that's what, that's what, how this episode starts. It's all about the police going, God damn it. Again, Batman's the one that, that ruins it. Instead of him going to jail, he's going to be going off to this insane asylum. It's Batman's fault. And, you know, they are clashing. Even though they're, Batman's the good guy, she's, I don't think, an anti-hero. I, I do feel like she's kind of like one of the villains. And that's why... They're like, oh my god, how can he say that? You know, so then they bring her in and, and change her mind, you know, that sort of thing. But in the end, she still wants to get rid of him, so she's a bad person. Okay, you 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 won me over. I agree. I did it. No. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Not at all. Damn it. All right. All right. Okay. Wikipedia continues. They are uh, soon put on a kangaroo trial by the Joker, the judge. Two-Face, the prosecutor, the ventriloquist, slash, I guess, Garface, the bailiff, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, the Mad Hatter, Killer Croc, the Scarecrow, and the Riddler, the jury. This Wikipedia entry just ruined my all my questions. Oh. My, all, all my notes on this story. God Your notes are it. just the fact that they're bailiff? And, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, hey, dude, who is the jury? <laughs> all right. Okay, good. Okay, wow. All right. Cool. Those are good notes. I, I, that's probably awesome content. I can't wait to get to it. In front of other criminals held at Arkham. Yeah, a bunch of, like, faceless crowd. If the defense, Batman and like, the DA, can prove that Batman is not the cause for everyone's turn to crime, they will be set free. When the jury gives the verdict of not guilty, the villains have little intention of following through on their deal. Notes, Henry Pollock II, Scarecrow, uh, the Scarecrow's voice actor, was recuperating from throat surgery during the episode's production. Aw, that's good. <laughs> so his character has no dialogue in it. Aw, that's sad. Also, Van Dorn mentions... In this episode, that Harley Quinn was once a doctor at Arkham before the Joker corrupted her mind. Backstory, which is later shown in the new Batman Adventures episode, Mad Love, which is season three, if I'm not mistaken. Very interesting. Steve, I have one thing I want to ask you right now, and I'm kind of going to go over that this whole episode. Steve, Mm -hmm. how accurate is this episode from a successful lawyer's perspective? (laughs) Uh, well, I'm not a criminal attorney, as you know, because I didn't take your case. You could have taken my case. 
I could have, yes, I could, but I could. And you chose not, not to because you're a really cool guy. Because I know it's not my expertise. You got these uh, attorneys. That I didn't get anybody. They came to me. They were they were given to me, and I was pretty much told to be quiet, not say anything anymore. And well, either way, that's you getting. I was getting. singing like a canary, like crazy. I was a fucking stool pigeon. They showed up. They told me to stop talking. I didn't realize I shouldn't talk because nobody told me that. I did tell you that. When? I thought I told you not to talk. When did you tell me not to talk? Oh. Uh, I don't know. When I was being arrested? No. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know when. <laughs> Uh-oh. So first things first here. We start off with Pamela Lillian Isley. We got her middle name. And she is up for her verdict, right, or whatever, sentencing from the judge. And because of Batman's involvement, she will not be sent to life in prison. She gets sent to the asylum. Steve, is that accurate? Uh I don't know. <laughs> is it accurate that the sentencing of her is sent to the side because of Batman's bad arrest? I, w- I don't think so. I think that she probably would be able to get off, you know, maybe not even go to the asylum because they're basically saying – Chain of custody. That, you know, yeah, they, the evidence is bad. Yeah, right? all of no the evidence is completely corrupted. So she has, she has to go home. I'm not sure that they could send her back to – just Arkham because of that. They sent her back to her cell at Arkham too, because there's her plant, her poisonous plant that let her keep. <laughs> the you know what was crazy earlier on when you were reading the Wikipedia is like when they show uh, Arkham when they do the trial, there looks like there's hundreds of people locked up in Arkham. There's like a lot of audience members. Yeah, it is, huh? That's kind of crazy. They have like a whole and, other wing where they have like all the nobodies. And then, they, but then they have a space for everybody to to show up, like a sort of like a wrestling match or something. Or in is the stadium. it? I, I thought of it more of as like the cafeteria place that was kind of just cleared out of tables. That had enough room for you know floors of people. I think prisoners really are pretty efficient. I'm pretty sure they can pack themselves into any room they want. You would know they would pack any room. <laughs> I've only yeah, no. you, right? Yeah, you would know. You would know. <laughs> Did they pack a lot of room in you? That's what I was trying to say. Oh, my God. Is that inappropriate, Steve? <laughs> Holy cow. Well, let's get back to this episode. Okay, get back to it. Nice. So there's the villain, Jen Fandor. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to the villain. That's cool. But, you know, she's like, God damn it. I hate Batman. Even though he got me this, but this like guy. everyone that hates Batman, that's a hot lady and single and fucking Gotham. They go Bruce. on dates with Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. Well, he's like the ski, so he's like, if I'm not gonna find out about her as Batman because mm-hmm. I hate her, I'm gonna see what Bruce can find out. Yeah, I love her eyeglass case, JVD on it. Oh, that's what sick. is that? Oh, Janet Van Dorn. Yeah, she's so hot, dude. She's got a great. She's she looks. I successful. thought it was for Jean Claude Van Damme. That's that's yeah. Like, that's JVD. Um, she she is really hot, and then she is, her success is what makes her incredibly hot too. Her brain and uh, the fact that she's just like crushing that blue suit dress. Oh, okay. So here's what's funny. I, I like your back. So so Bruce is just chilling here, right? She has to go answer a phone call. He's uh-huh. like to the waiter, "Yo, waiter, how long has she been gone?" The waiter's <laughs> like thirty minutes. 
Like, what? 30 minutes? I don't know how shit rolled in 94, but I know if I was waiting around for 30 <laughs> minutes at a fucking restaurant, I would have ordered my food by then or bounced. Dine and dashed. Yep. I would have been like, can I get that lobster? Bounce! <laughs> Just bounce after I get that lobster. Oh, I'm going to go to the restroom. Bounce! You know what? And make the waiter pay for my fucking meal because I don't want to pay for it. Uh-huh. Isn't that what it, That's the whole point, right? Um, I don't know if they make the way to pay remember for it. when we got through most of high school together, dining and dashing? <laughs> I, I thought you said earlier in another episode that uh, we met in college. No, so Steve, I'm not going to lie. We met in high school, first of all, or I think middle school, but then we really like connected in high school. And when we were like running around the tracks and stuff together, like during summers, we would no, just you're go lying. dining and dashing. You're a liar, liar. Four towns liar, over. Liar, liar, pants on fire. No way, dude. Like we go about liar. four or five towns over Lies. and dine and dash so no one knew it Lies. was us. I have dined and dashed. I felt bad. Kind of. You really dine and dashed, you monster. You're a goddamn monster. I've, I've dined and dashed with you, I feel like. I've never dined and dashed ever. <laughs> I walked you into that, you monster. Aha! You admitted oh. it on air. <laughs> and it must have been somebody else. Probably. But, yeah, I've done Probably. <laughs> I, was, I was probably. But yeah, beep that out. All right, cool. So now Van Dorn has been captured, right? And so has Batman. And they both have now realized that, of course. What? Oh, everyone working at Arkham is controlled by the Mad Hatter. Yeah, it's so scary. And the what, trial what is going to start soon. If that, this become zombies. Do you think they like take shits? No, like, you're you're under themselves? Mad Hatter's control, right? So it depends on what he gives you and, and what your freedom is, what your level of control is. And they look like other zombies. episodes we've seen him give people a lot more control. This. He just flat out made them zombies. He was just like, yeah. no, no, nothing. They get no control at all. They're completely out. So Scary. now Van Dorn realizes, of course, the you know, classic, classic narrative setup. She has to take care and save the person she hates the most. So what? Prior to this, you know, they were just they were just dragging uh, Batman with a uh, straitjacket on, right? Which we know we can get out of. Uh, yes. But no one's attempting to try to figure out who he is. They right? respect it. They respect it for now because then later on it. in only, the episode, only monsters no. like real true monsters inside, like internal monsters, like Tommy when they just when they decide to kill him by electric electrocution or whatever. Later in this episode, they try to take off his Joker's like, let's find out who you are. Okay, wait, wait. Like, try who are the three people that have actually, like, tried to get – look, it's Josiah Wormwood tried, but he ended up having another cowl under the cowl, right? Joker you had Talia Ghoul who pulled it off, and she was all like, I saw you, Bruce. Sorry. And then there was a third one. Who was it? Was it Mask of Phantasm? Was it – um? Well, she found out who he was, but yeah, but was it because he took off his cowl? Somebody figured out, I thought, when he took off his cowl. Well, there was that one where they've tried um, – the guy does, like, the dreams or whatever and finds out that he's Batman. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hugo Strange. Yeah, Hugo the strange, strange. Uh, secret of uh, Bruce Wayne or something like that. That might have been it. I think there might have also been something in Mask of the Phantasm I'm forgetting. All righty, well, we got the bailiff now here, Scarface or the ventriloquist. And, uh, you know, we have the uh, – oh, and Steve, I have another question for you. So yes. as they are walking to the court, uh, to the trial, 
uh-huh. the prosecution, Two-Face, determines that the defense attorney has to receive the same sentence as their client. Can he do that? Can the prosecution <laughs> do that? Yeah, that's not legal. <laughs> nice. All right. So here we have, you know, like we mentioned, uh, Judge Joker showing up. Wonderful, right? The bailiff introduces him. It's fucking fantastic. We've got Harvey coming out, the prosecution, Two-Face, and he gives his opening statements. Steve, how accurate are these opening statements? In terms of what? In terms of how they go down. Uh, you can't call witnesses, you know, but you're basically, at that time you're starting, you know, that's when some people try and tell a story and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're going to find out that so-and-so is a liar and so-and-so oh. is this and that, you know. And Interesting. Through my testimony, you know, through the testimony, blah, 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 you know. So that's kind of what Harvey does. Interesting, though. The defense doesn't get an opening statement. Is that accurate? Um, you you know you can either it it usually like has one side present, and then the other side has their time to present, and then they have their opening statement. So it's not like opening statement and then opening statement, and then that side presents. You know, so yeah, that's kind of right, I guess. Is that? But they don't. I don't know if she ever gets her opening statement. She doesn't. They immediately go from her uh, from uh, uh, Two Faces opening statements to her cross-examining uh, witnesses. And one of the first yeah. ones they have is 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 uh, the Mad Hatter, who we know is a, a juror. So Steve, can a juror be a witness too for the same trial? I don't think so. I think that that would disqualify the juror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then another question, Steve. They show Harley Quinn essentially petting the Joker, right, his head, um, mm-hmm. uh, as judge. Can Harley Quinn, as a witness, can she be romantically involved in petting the judge in the middle of the trial? Uh, isn't she also a jury, a juror? <laughs> I think she might be a juror as well, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that applies. As, all this applies to her as well. But can she also pet the judge? Is that allowed? Uh, I or mean, assaulting the judge like she does. Uh, you're not supposed to. What would happen if you did that in an actual trial? Would the would the would like a bailiff come in and take you out or what? Um, some courts have a bailiff standing around with a gun and you know. With a they gun, like, they would just shoot her. <laughs> I've seen they might shoot her. Yeah, they might think that she's attacking the judge and you know? shoot her so with bullets. Just... Yeah. But wouldn't you maybe hit the judge too? It's a calculated risk, I guess. They also have stun guns, too. I would hope they would just stun them both, at least. At least the judge yeah. just gets maybe, like, a heart attack, and they might be able to, like, you know, save them. I love that Joker's also reading a comic book here. Okay, so now we have D.A. Van Dorn, right, the defense attorney. But that's not what D.A. stands for. That's district attorney, correct? Uh-huh. So she's now cross-examinating Poison Ivy. And she just flat out plucks a flower off of uh, Joker, off the judge. Can she do that as the as the defense attorney? Can you just t- touch the judge at will? Uh, I don't think so. I think the judge would have a big issue with this, right? <laughs> I think so. But he's the Joker. Now, what would happen if you were attacked immediately by the witness, though? Just like as, as, as Poison Ivy does right there to uh, Van Dorn. Um, Would she get shot too? Would they just start shooting her as well and maybe kill the DA? <laughs> that could be a result. Jesus know, Christ! <laughs> these are these mass shootings are going on inside these quarters. I had no idea. You are police. 
that, well, there's not there's not usually like outbursts like this that's going on. No, in, in really. The court. Well, there's there are people that are arms, or the, and I think people are kind of like, okay, I'm not gonna. There, there's rules that are given to them, you know. Okay, now Steve, we just so watched... you said earlier. Wait, wait, wait. You said you thought this was a cafeteria. There's balconies, like there are. Below, I've seen like... lots of of movies, prison movies with balconies in <laughs> it the cafeteria. Seems like a, the balconies like are where like the a... where the security teams sit and like hold their guns <laughs> and aim them at everybody. All right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you should know. I mean, anyways, yeah, fuck you. Anyways, <laughs> um, Steve, I want to point out one last thing about what we saw in this trial. Uh, D.A. Van Dorn, she approaches the well, and I was wondering, she does it with such casual ease, that would she be allowed to enter the well, or would the bailiff tackle her? Or shoot her, apparently. Ooh, the well. So you you know about the well. <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, I'm impressed. Okay, but anyways, answer the question. <laughs> I don't care about your press. I, I've seen some bailiffs uh you know get you see him tackle people uh i've never seen i've just seen there's this one uh, bailiff that would get all uppity and she would she would like but she and and she she got uppity how dare you oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and she would (laughs) she got mouthy too did she get mouthy steve no no but she would put her hand on her on her gun and on her hip yeah and she'd be like sir sir you for need you, to move back right now. No, because I wouldn't go in the well because you know you're not supposed to. You're but not there supposed would be, to. I like there, the courtrooms that I would attend. It would be a lot of mix. There were like collection actions a lot of times, or it would be like small claims or limited actions. Right. And it would be a mix of these things, uh, and so it'd be a lot of people that are don't have any experience in a courtroom, and they like want to just walk up to the judge and be like, you don't understand, like and like. Just talk to them like man to man or something like that instead of instead of stand where they're supposed to stand by the podium or whatnot. Right. And uh, so every once in a while, yeah, there was a, like a time like where the person would start walking, or they would get really pissed off and they would start screaming and like kicking stuff and and Jesus would, Christ, and really? the bailiff would be like, "Sir, sir, you need to get out of here right now," you know, and that, and you know, it would be. Intense. I was always wonder like, what is she gonna do? Like, yeah. if the person, you know, is she gonna shoot? I have a question about that. So that does sound really intense. How is it possible at that point in front of a jury to get a fair trial if the bailiff <laughs> is like, you know, yelling and barking at like your defense attorney? Um, wait. In this, which in what scenario? Well, the scenarios you're talking about, I guess. Well, they're not yelling at a defense attorney. Usually, a defense attorney is it uh, a small claims court. Up. Walking up to the what you know, doing things that you get to, you deserve to get yelled at. Well, yeah. but Miss Van Dorn did. She walked right into that well, no problem. She walked right up to that jury. She would, uh, you know, basically get reprimanded. They're a lot easier on attorneys than they are on like uh, regular folk. All right, well, Steve, real quick, I have one last thing. So, how did Van Dorn do in her cross examination skills? Um, I think that she was impressive. You know, she basically proved the what she was argu- not you know arguing against that. You know, Batman didn't create these people. They might be a reflection of him or something like that. But that they're all horrible people and they would be doing horrible things mm-hmm. with or without Batman. Yeah, you know. she would have been great in debate club. 
Mm-hmm. You know, back in like high GSA. school. JSA. Yeah. Uh, so the verdict was in the end not guilty. It's OJ all over again. Um, mm-hmm. Can the judge though still cast out capital punishment as a sentencing after a not guilty verdict, Steve? Is that possible? Uh, what do you think? I don't think so. I hope not. Yeah, it's not not something that should happen. Thank God, Jesus Christ! That was that one actually scared me for a bit because I was like, that doesn't sound right. But that seems like this episode has been really accurate so far in its depictions of trials. So I thought it was mm-hmm. possible. All right, good. Um, I I did want to point out also, Steve, Joker says at one point here in the third act as he's attacking Batman. He says, here comes the judge. I immediately thought of Arrested Development and Judge Reinhold's uh, 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 TV <laughs> show where he plays a judge like Judge Judy, even uh-huh. though he's not a real judge. And whenever they opened up a newspaper, it would play the uh, ad, here comes the judge. <laughs> nah, that's funny. I just can't get that out of my head. I love it. I just love I think. I think at one point um, – uh, Job attaches it to his doll, his puppet, and so every uh, time he opens talking, his mouth, yeah. it goes, "Here comes the judge." He goes, "What, really?" He's like talking to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's first season of Arrested, and that's like one of the best episodes ever. I don't think it's the first season. Was that I second that season? Was, I thought it was like in its third season or something. That's got to be second season. Look it when up. You, Look it up. When they bring out the doll. And, no, the doll, uh, I think, is earlier, but that second season where it's Here Comes the Judge, I think. It might oh, be the no, end I, of thought, season. I thought you were talking about the doll. The doll is, the, is is the same thing. It's the same episode. When he episode. starts talking with the – Yeah, look it up. Judge. Look it up. That's fucking hilarious. I honestly – I that is one of my favorite episodes of Arrested Development ever. And then here we have you know something we mentioned earlier. Yeah, the revelations in this episode. Uh, the DA realizes the rogues would still have been criminals regardless – um, and that Batman's vigilante justice is needed, even though she hopes someday he will no longer be needed. And I love all of these themes that this episode had. I do not think this would have been a good movie. I'm not sure if we touched upon it in this episode or not, actually, so far. But this was going to be the movie before they yeah. changed it to Mask of the Phantasm. Um, they pitched Trial as the movie. And the studio executives pretty much were like, you cannot have a movie in which Batman is seated in a trial for a, you know, half the film or something like that. So in the end, we got Mask of the Phantasm, which I think is a much more superior story for a film. But Trial being condensed into about a 20-minute episode, I give it five out of five boys. I loved it. It was really well done. And apparently not too, you know, distant from actually being legally accurate. Yeah, I mean that's what it seems uh, like. You know, I I give it four out of five. I thought that um, it it did feel truncated a little bit to me, where like they needed a little bit more. I, I would want them to talk about a little bit more about Batman, sort of creating these people or not creating them, and it's just they just like talk about it. Oh, interesting. Really, see, I yeah. feel like that could have been more of a clip show in the end, and would have and would not have actually been as entertaining. To just go back and see, you know, I mean, not go a, back, but like him actually wrestle with it, you know. Some like if like him maybe talk about not doing it, you know, like giving up being Batman instead of just being so sort of like him questioning. And I think that I think he does in other sort of iterations 
whereas he is this really worth it you know have i created more than help you know worse than that i've helped and that sort of stuff Right, yeah, we've dealt with that already. Uh, I Am the Night, episode 49 of season one, he he got really into that. Uh, They discuss a lot about whether Batman's necessary and does he create the monsters that he's trying to stop the entire time. I guess I wanted some more of that uh, in this one. You needed at least 20 more minutes about Batman. So if they tied I Am the Night into Trial, that could have been a perfect movie for you. It could have been that or like, you know, this, this, this had potential to be a two-parter, you know, but I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Where would you have drawn the two-part, though? Start off first with Van Dorn, with with Van Doren being kind of the villain and her. Oh, trying setting to her Batman, up better. I see. Yeah, and, and setting her up as like, bat, and then the villains actually giving motivation as to why they want to, ki- you know, because they would also be like, yeah, fuck Batman. He's a bad guy. Finally, somebody's trying to get rid of him as well. It doesn't make a lot of sense that they would be like, we're gonna put them on trial like so that they but Batman at the same time is like rounding them up or something like that and they uh yeah but whatever they, they, they just expand a little bit more on how they all decide to do this trial and that they all like maybe they're questioning if Batman like they want to kill Batman too I don't know whatever right but something well, like that I mean yeah right I mean just, that would have been interesting to some extent but I think the other thing that they said that they didn't want for trial or they wanted for the movie was they wanted to stay as far away as they could from general Batman rogues, right? They wanted to create uh-huh. like something new, and that's where Mask of the Phantasm oh, no, got and it was to great. create Phantasm. But once again, as we pointed out in that episode when we reviewed that movie, they go to the Joker. They just went back to the well in the end. They just went to the Joker. Mm-hmm. The, Try and uh, true. But they did a really great uh, movie, and by going fleshing out more backstory and just like creating – a new character and create making it a love interest and and whatnot and uh, again having him think about retiring and, and whatnot mm-hmm. uh, I think what were was the right choice I'm just saying I could see this being a movie if they really tried yeah and it's also uh, Mask of the Phantasm is the last time we got any kind of real flashbacks to Batman I think moving forward within this series I'm not, I can't speak on Justice League necessarily and uh, Batman Beyond because I've never seen anything from Batman Beyond but um, Batman the animated series and all its incarnations going forward the uh, adventures of Batman and Robin the new adventures of Batman um, I think we're done I think this is it for flashbacks like major Batman flashbacks I've seen like his his early days his you know his year one his trials his training like i think this is done like we're we're we've moved on to batman now developing his family and his bat family yeah yeah i think you're right so we are absolutely um taking steps right now in the series of developing gotham and we will only take further steps as uh, season two develops and going into season three of the Bat Family. So I'm excited. Um, I know that normally most people hold season one to the high regard and to the critical acclaim, and not many people hold season two up to that same uh, critical acclaim. I personally hold season two up to that. I actually still like season two quite a bit, especially a lot of the holdovers from the season one production. You were pretty negative the last two weeks. I was, I was. Um, uh, once again, I will say, yeah, sideshow. I just didn't really 
Like that episode, I kind of wished it was more from Batman's perspective. I give it credit for going and following a new character. I just didn't think it was handled well. And for um, Bullet for Bullock, I just didn't like the music, which is what they won the Daytime Emmy. So obviously I'm in the minority here, but the fucking music was wrong to me, and it ruined the whole episode. And I actually would have given that episode a 4 out of 5 if it was, if it was just normally scored, like a normal Batman episode. All right. But this one, I gave this one a 5 out of 5. And I did 4 out of 5. That's right. You did 4 out of 5. That's great. Yeah, man. Well, great bat stuff, Steve. Great bat stuff. Cool Boy Nation. Woo-woo! Tune in next bat week. Same cool bat time. Same cool bat channel. Cool Boy Bat Nation. Be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of trial or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on iTunes. Also, donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you'll receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Ballard. And Bizies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond.